Okay. Normally, for me, when we look at uh, you know properties, even single family, multiple parks, the same thing. We we try to do value add property, but finally value add properties, which means mismanagement or out of state business. I mean the mobile home park owners. Or when you look at the P and L, you know, you can see certain categories is out of red, out of the you know, normal in the areas not in in that industry is normal. You know you can improve. Let's say if the water so the water bill is very high. Then you ask them, okay, why? You know, if in general,、uh, is this kind of like a, a, what's it called? The bill or bill kind of like all bills paid, I guess. Yeah. Which means low rent includes water and so include everything. Hello, everyone. We're Jacqueline and Melvin Landry, and we welcome you to our podcast, Get Diversified. Throughout these series, we'll cover all the topics and questions you have about investing in apartment buildings, storage facilities, and mobile home parks. Being knowledgeable in these areas will help you feel more comfortable about investing. Apartment investing equals building wealth. Building wealth equals financial freedom. Achieving financial freedom allows you to spend your time with building memories with your loved ones. Let's face it: time is the one element in life that is limited, and you don't want to waste it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Get Diversified. I'm your host today, Jacqueline Landry, and I am super excited to continue the series、um, that we have on Get Diversified called Women in Real Estate. And I am joined here today by Shan Barton, and she is our mobile home park queen. And I am so, so, so happy to have her on our show today. So, welcome, Shan. Thank you, thank you, Jackie. Appreciate it for having me. Thank you. Well, let's jump right in, Shan.、Um, so, tell tell the viewers a little bit about your your background, because I know you've done more than just mobile home parks. So, give us a little bit of a background as to kind of how you started in in real estate, and then we can continue from there. Sure, sure, definitely, yes. And、uh, as everybody can see, I'm a Chinese. Actually, I come from China. 1993 moved、uh, from China to US to advance my education, and、uh, 2011 I quit a job and、uh, bought a small business. In that time, I had some extra time. During that period, I have some extra time, so I started learning real estate investing. From all the gurus, of you know, during that time, I attended lots of boot camps, workshops, and、uh, meetups and、uh, network events. You name it. <laughs> Awesome. A lot, yeah. Learned a lot from lots of gurus. One、um, during that time, I you know、um, I was doing like real estate,、uh, what's it called the、uh, rental, single families rentals, and、uh, but same time I was because I'm from financial background, so I've tried to pay attention to the cash flows, and I noticed that mobile home parks, the、uh, um, uh, from one of the gurus, the workshop, and their mobile home, their cash flow was really good, so I started digging. And you know, from from that point on, started the、uh, learning mobile home park investing. Got it. So you first started with single family, and then moved to mobile home park. So is the cash flow for mobile home parks better than the cash flow for like a fix and flip of single families? From single families, yes, I would I would say so because in general, depending on、uh, depending on your business models, really, mobile home parks. Our business model really is we own the land only. We don't do. We don't own a、um, what's called. They call mobile home or trailers. People call it. 
Um, in general, we know for rentals, single families or mutual families, the expense ratio is about 50-60%. For mobile home parks, because we only own the land, people only pay the uh, law rent, we call the law rent or PED. There where the expense ratio is much lower, the expense ratio is about 30 to 40 percent. So in that words, you know, cash flow is, is higher than apartments or single families. The main thing, another, another uh, reason I like mobile home parks, because the business model, um, because this business model, we set it up. So kind of like take out the landlord headache, the repairs and maintenance part, we take it off. So this way, you also can be a distant landlord, if that makes sense to you. Got it. Got it. So with multifamily, what you're saying is, you know, you have to worry about the repairs and keeping your, your tenants and everybody happy. And there's a lot less of that with, with mobile home parks. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. okay. So how do you go about finding a mobile home park? Like what, what's the criteria that you should be looking at? Cause I know it's, it, I know it's quite different than what you would look for when you're looking for a multifamily apartment building. Correct. Correct. Uh, my specialty or my uh, niche, I would say looking for off market properties, calling brokers is one thing and build a relationship is one thing that's for more like uh, on the market properties or even for more brokers of pocket listing, build a relationship. That's mainly already the brokers already chase them. But the difference versus, I mean, compared to the apartments, the difference is, is the mobile home parks, they still have lots of mama pop. We call them mama pop uh, owners. That way, you directly contact them. You do, you know, just like you do any, uh, uh, if you do the single family uh, properties, you know that, you know, find it from either county's website or you buy the leads from, you know, all the, you know, the uh, uh, address, you know, the phone number, everything, do your, do your research, find this, then contact them. Or even go visit them, go drive by, go visit them and talk to them, build relationships, send the business cards, send the, uh, not send business cards, send the postcards, send the mailers. And then if they response, then definitely, you know, hop on the phone right away. Oh, I just simply, if, if close to me, you know, in about an hour range, I drop, just go to, you know, uh, go to each property, drive by, then see and knock which on the one. door. <laughs> exactly knock on door exactly and uh, you'll be surprised you'll be surprised that's the best way to build relationships to get to know them and they, they were shocked to see you too they said how did you find me <laughs> oh wow that's awesome so what so what what makes a what makes a mobile home park investment so good so i know you talked about it has has good cash flow but i can't imagine that any um, mobile home park is going to have good cash flow. So what's some of your criteria? Is it like, is it rural? Is it have to do with occupancy? Um, does it have to do with um, average household income? Um, so talk a little bit about that. Sure, sure. So everybody's, uh, you know, investment criteria is different. For me, I'm looking for mobile homes, parks, you know. Uh, it, mobile home parks in general, they are rural, most of the outside of the suburb area, you know. And for me, I'm looking for the metro area, at least minimum 200 population-wise, at least 200,000 above population. Okay. Because to me, that way um, give you secure the, the, the database. You know, your economy is good. The database population is there. The database is good. So you will not have, like, a tenant issues. I don't want to find a mobile home parks, you know, 
couple hours away from big city, nobody wants to drive to you because that's people's home. You want to make yep. sure they have about 30 to 45 minutes drive distance to go to their workspace maximum. Just, just like you and I. You don't want to drive two hours each day to go to your workplace. Just, you know, yep. that's the reason I'm looking for criteria. Distance-wise, you know, big metro, definitely have metro area, about a population 200K uh, above. That's the economic, economic part. The pets part, a lot of parts, I'm looking for probably minimum, minimum about 30 pets. Prefer about 50 or 75 or 80, 75, 80. That's my sweet spot, but uh, minimum 30 pets because below that, it's just, uh, it's hard to scale and uh, yeah. it's not worth your time to me. That's, you know, but somebody's, you know, they even 10 or 6, they get good cash flow and they are very hands-on close to them. Some park owners even live in there, you know, and they are okay with it. So everybody's different. For Got me, it. Minimum, yeah, minimum pets is 30 pets. Definitely. And uh, another most important thing I'm looking for more home parks is got to be a public utilities, which means city water, city sewer. Uh, I highly, highly recommend beginners. The more, if you want to invest in mobile home park, you know, as a beginner, you want to look for the public utilities. Septic tank, yeah. lagoons, or treatment plants, they are okay down the road when you have experience dealing with the basic stuff. But that kind of uh, private utilities could be potentially very costly and lots of headache. If you're beginning, you know, beginner, try to get into that one, you probably will be discouraged down the road. You may just one deal, then you may just, okay, I'm done with it. I don't like it. <laughs> Got it. Got it. So what, what makes it um, cumbersome? Um, I would say just... Uh, um, is it the maintenance? Yeah, maintenance and also uh, the cost, really, to, to fix them. To fix them. Okay. It's very costly. Let's say a treatment plan. Literally, a treatment plan costs, if it's fairly new, that's okay. But normally, just like everything else, have life, lifespan. Treatment plan, 50 years lifespan. If you get into that, you know, business, if you, let's say when you bought that treatment, uh, mob home park, the treatment plan or is already, you know, 35, 40 years old. Pretty much you only have 10 years, you know, you don't know, maybe breakdown after you took it over for five, 10 years. One treatment plan could have cost literally 200,000, 500,000, even a million dollars. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. It, it just, you know, it's just a lot of potential headache. Got it. Got it. So what about, what about average household income? Do you look at that at all when you're when you're looking at mobile home parks, or is that not something you really consider? Uh, I do look at it, but not that crucial, you know, because okay. mobile home parks tend to leave the the mobile home park owners, you know, and uh, the the we call it afford, affordable living. We know that most of tenants that they work at uh, like you know. McDonald's and all the fast food restaurants, they are either works there or they are managers there, or let's say school bus drivers, or even regular, you know, um, kind of working blue class people. We know that. And, uh, but mainly we're looking for when we choose, uh, when we do the area search, we're looking to pay attention to the surrounding the house price <laughs> and also the rent. Let's say if their house price, I'm looking at minimum price, a uh, house price around. 120, 150 above, minimum 150 probably. 
below than that, uh, it's kind of too, you know, too low. Because these days, mobile home parks, mobile home park, each, in, each, each individual mobile home could cost about the minimum, about, you know, $70, $80 to purchase. Used to be much cheaper, used to be $50, $60. No, this is $70, $80 minimum to purchase. So I'm looking for the house price. If it's uh, the area of house price only 100000 then why people want to get into mobile home? Yeah. They, yeah. they just go buy, you know, regular brick home instead of mobile home, you know. Yeah. That's yep. reason. Okay. Yeah. And that, and that, and that makes sense. So from, from a, a multifamily, um, that, that's something that, that we look into as well, right? If you can buy a house for 70,000, um, where your payment is five, $600, why would you rent an apartment for 800 or for 850? Um, exactly. if you have good credit, right? If you don't have good credit, then there's a little bit of a difference. You can't buy a house. So then you're stuck with an apartment and your credit needs to be somewhat good because if not, you're not going to pass the, the criteria, um, for letting a tenant, um, into a building. Okay, awesome. So how do you, so when you underwrite mobile home parks to see, you know, is it a good deal or not? How do you um, estimate your um, income growth and your expense growth? Okay. Normally, for me, when we look at, uh, you know, properties, even single family, mobile home parks, the same thing. We, we try to do value-add property, but find the value-add properties, which means mismanagement, or out of state business, I mean the mobile home park owners. Or when you look at the PL, you know, you can see certain categories is out of out of the you know, normal in the areas, not in, in that industry is normal. You know you can improve. Let's say if their water so their water bill is very high, then you ask them, okay, why, you know, if in general uh, is this kind of like, uh, uh, what's it called, the bill or bill, kind of like all bills paid, I guess, yep. which means low rent includes water and so include everything. This can be a value-added, you know, if location, everything's meet your criteria, you can, after you purchase, you can do the sub-meter, each, which means each trailer install meter, so that way give them accountability, you know, to control the, the water usage. And you can add that uh, water bill back, let them pay the water bill instead of, you know, um, the, the pet include everything. Well, this is value add. This is one item you can do, you know. On average, each trailer, normally the monthly water bill is about 40 to $65. So that's, uh, you know, rent you can put in the pocket. Got how, much is, how, much profit, um, how much profit is that for the owner? Uh, you know, if if before that your would be uh, what's called your law rent includes water sewer, and now you build back, you do the submit, then build back. That's all your profit. You see, what I'm saying that's the net. You increase whatever how much you can increase. Uh, I see what that's you're saying. All to you, yeah, yeah. I see. Awesome. So, what do you ever put like restaurants or stores or pools in when you're doing mobile home parks or is, or do you only improve them if they already have them on the premise? Uh, interesting. I'm glad you asked that. Actually, you will see this a lot. A lot of include, you know, has lots of mobile home parks have like uh, laundry rooms on the side, and some of you have restaurants. Some 
when you say pools, that's kind of RVs normally have pools, but we don't we don't do RVs. We only do regular kind of family style mobile home parks. Normally they don't have pools, but okay. with restaurants or with laundry mats or other some some have like a small units of self storage there. Yes, definitely you will see that uh, from here the day not. A lot, a lot, but you will see it, you know, let's say two out of ten. When you look at ten properties, maybe one or two, yes, you will see that. In that case, some of us have also single families or some, you know, two or three or four units apartments there. In that case, we mm. normally, if a restaurant, you know, if that's your specialty, then yeah, you just, uh, you know, um, whoever lease your restaurant, kind of your commercial leasing, you know, you just lease it out, you just so, uh, receive the rent from the for the building, for the building, commercial building, you you have, but got it. And the, yeah, laundry mat, same thing. But laundry mat, we normally we discourage it because very manager heavy, you know, and also mm. especially uh, it's not very safe at night if people go wash clothes, something like that. It's really not safety concern for us. So we normally try to ask people have their own wash and dry in their own home instead of go to you know wash and dry place. But if that's, you know, if something we cannot overcome, then, yeah, we definitely put the security cameras there, then, you know, improve the security, definitely, then put, uh, that's another value. You can put a corn laundry there instead, you know, uh, or just different ways to, to, to value. But main thing, we discourage laundry, uh, laundry mat there. Got it. Because of security concerns. Got it. So um, when you said that sometimes, you know, two out of 10 times, you'll find a restaurant or a laundromat. Um, do you shy away from seeing a restaurant on a mobile home park, um, you know, area? Because from a multifamily perspective, when I see commercial um, as well as residential, it scares me a little bit. So recently we, we looked at an apartment building that had four spaces, commercial spaces on the bottom. And they were all coming up for lease within 18 months. And that scared the heck out of me. Because what if they all three decide not to lease? It could take anywhere from three, you know, two to three years to lease the commercial property. And that's a big chunk of other income, right? When, when underwriting the deal. So that scares me personally. I'm sure other people, it doesn't scare them. Maybe they're only one year into a 10 year lease. Um, so anyways, what's your perspective on that? Um, with having like a restaurant or some kind of commercial space, um, in, in mobile home parks. Does that scare uh, you? I would say no, that would not scare me at all. Okay. You know, to me, uh, it's just uh, another uh, another commercial properties there. But uh, definitely, I'm you know, I want to be especially if the, if this one, if let's say if this business uh, more home park close to me, I don't care at all. I mean, that's fine, just like a regular. You know, actually, I it, I treat as regular my underwriting everything. But if it's from distance, let's say if it's a long distance, then I will be very conservative. Just like, like you said, you know, because I don't know um, the people, I mean, the r people running business could, uh, out of, especially restaurant business, could be out of, you know, business soon, everything you don't know. But that will, when I arrive, I will be very conservative. Then that's, when I say be very conservative, which means also, which means I'll be very aggressive on the price. When I negotiate, I'll be very aggressive on the price, which means I will get a real good deal in case that one doesn't work out, will not affect my own whole, I mean, the whole number that much will be very small dent 
but also yeah. I have my kind of backup back plan to, you know, to, to rescue that uh, side of income. Got it. Got it. So for all you listeners out there, um, conservative underwriting is what you want to hear when you're talking to people um, and thinking about um, investing in their deal, rather it be, you know, multifamily or mobile home parks. You want to understand how they underwrote the deal um, and, and people like Shan being super conservative. It's always best to be conservative. And if the deal looks good when you're underwriting and you're being conservative, then that means if something goes wrong, which oftentimes it does, you can kind of recap that and still give the investors back the returns that you projected. So um, the word is conservative, guys. So so make sure that you're looking at that underwriting really good, um, and and making sure that your your sponsor is is conservative. Awesome. So Shan, how many how many mobile home parks do you own? Right now, uh, we have uh, we have one, and okay. I'm dealing. I'm actually uh, LP with another one, but yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So what's next for Shan? Uh, I'm very active in, you know, I'm a full-time real estate investor and a realtor too. I'm very active with single families, mobile home parks, and also not apartments. So uh, just, you know, keep, just like we talked earlier, you know, doing flippings and doing rentals, single family wise, and also looking for mobile home parks. I have investors want to, you know, want to all do deals together with us, with me, and doing mobile home parks and apartments. So we are especially now the second quarter of 2003 and also next year, 2024, we all know that something's going, coming to our way. We are all ready for this. So yep. we'll see. We'll see. Just got to yep. buckle up and do more underwriting, look at it for more deals. Just got really, you know, never put a feet off the pedal. Keep, keep pushing it. Exactly. So I want to say, say one thing. So number one is get diversified, right? So diversify your assets. So Shan is really good at, at that, right? So she still does her single family. So for those people that say, oh, you only have to pick one asset class. Shan is a perfect example of somebody who doesn't believe in that. Um, and, you know, Melvin and I don't either, right? We're still doing some single family stuff. We're still doing multifamily. We're going to diverse this year, diversify this year into doing some debt funds and if we happen to find a deal um, and come in with Shan on a mobile home park we're going to do that as well so it's all about um, you know diversifying your investments so that when one asset class is up the other one may be down and then at the end of the day you're going to come out um, you're going to come out even or you're going to come out ahead and so that's what all of us investors um, want so um, that's awesome, Shan. I'm super excited to see where your where your future is going to go, and um, tell if people have any questions about mobile home park investing, how can they find you? Sure, sure. Uh, they can email me at uh, MHP Lady Mobile Home Park Lady MHP Lady at gmail.com. I or, love it. Yeah. Oh, they can just you know link on LinkedIn, link me Shan Barton S H A N last name Barton B A R T O N. They can they will find me there. So either way, <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. I, I I love the first name, Mobile Home Park Lady. <laughs> I called you a queen, but I guess you could be a lady as well. That that's just as that's just as fitting for you, Shan. 
So thank you, Shan, for joining us. I appreciate you taking time out of your day. And listeners, I hope that you found this, um, you know, found some knowledge in, in what Shan had to share. And until next time, see you. Thank you very much. See you. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.